Probably science. My name's Andy Wood. I'm Matt Cushion. Happy right. March. Happy March to you too, man. People Thanks for remembering. Enough to me, and I feel like it's it's the uh, war on March. That's um, the reason. How how do you feel about March? Our fantastic guest, who you might have seen on loads of movies and the uh, series uh, Son of Zorn. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Pemberton. Yeah, I love March. March is great. I have. No, um, I don't know why I would feel a certain way about it. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So why is everyone trying to stop me from saying Happy March? Oh, I guess because maybe it seems like why why not have... Well, yeah, I get it. Okay, Here's you. my problem with March. It's one syllable. Uh, I have an issue with March in that um, it has the same number... Because February, except on a leap year, has exact an exactly divisible by seven number of days. I'm with you, right. You're in the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you numerous exactly. number of times made... Cock-ups, calendar cock-ups by... Like, I, I've I've got things wrong. I've put gigs in the wrong date and events in the wrong date because it's the same day of the week in February as it is in March. Maybe this is just a oh, me is thing. is that true? I didn't know I that. I never thought about that. Okay, no, I thought I was just jokingly agreeing with you. Um, no, I... It's because you assume, like, if it's a Wednesday and it's the 7th, it must be the right month. Yeah. You okay, go, like, Wednesday the 7th, and you just look at your There's calendar in a bit. and Wednesday the 7th in a row. Exactly. Right, right, right. Oh, I didn't know that. Exactly. Had no idea. I had no idea that was the case. But yes. also, it's it's also kind of like really boring. <laughs> it's like the most boring that, fact I've ever heard. That, that is a fair criticism, <laughs> and I accept yeah. that. <laughs> but See, I, I'm I'm in, I'm incredibly good at. That's how that's how boring February is. And that's why I'm always like happy yeah. March, happy March. But We're I out yeah. Of it. yeah exactly. If you got past this point by now, then you're going to be fine. Yeah. The gig must be in the right date. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a. I'm exceptionally good at putting things in the wrong... I've, I've shown up for flights both a day early and a day late. I've shown up... Uh, I've booked a flight that was a month early. Yeah. Well, that's... Was that a, a February... Late. Was that a February-March issue? It was is a January... Ha- January... <sighs> February thing. Oh, I, I don't know I how could, that could happen. Because I was coming home after being... Visiting my family during Christmas. I was supposed to fly back on December 29th, but I flew back on... Jan- but the, the flight was for January 29th. Yeah. So... What'd they do when you got to the airport? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I had to buy a new ticket right there. Oh. I didn't have to, but I chose to because I wanted to go home. Damn. That, you got you to gotta yeah. just like do the big doe eyes and uh, try to, I don't know. I actually don't have any advice. I don't know. They don't care anymore. They're, they're, <laughs> they're so hardened against every every form of manipulation. Yeah, yeah like now nowadays, if you like... Like I know people who've had to cancel flights or book emergency flights because like parents have died, and now they're like, "We need to see a death certificate." Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. For I, grievance I, rates. I tried to. Uh, I had a friend was flying down, and her aunt died, and they're like, "Yeah, we got to send like the the obituary cutout." So I'm like, "Oh, sorry about your aunt. Could you do you mind uh, cutting out the obituary and sending it to yeah. you?" It's too many people are awful, and our profit margins are so slim now, and that we. Like if you could send us like her death mask, if yeah, you were able death to death mask, if you were able yeah. to send a clay, it becomes like sorcery, a lock <laughs> of her hair. Yeah, you have to do grave digging, and yeah, uh, we'll know. We'll be able to divine right. it if the if the twigs twitch from side to side at the exact moment that we cast it over her head. Then we know you are telling the truth. Ooh, speaking of divining, can I just get straight into something that I just found out about through listeners this week? Uh, yeah, you can. Is this the bullshit Indiegogo? Well, I mean, it's not totally bullshit, but it's a funny thing that everyone got on board with because it looked so great. It's a thing called the Water Seer. 
which is, uh, let's see, the, the actual description on their Indiegogo or on their page is, there's an abundance of water all around us. Three quarters of the world is covered in water and there are over 3,100 cubic miles of fresh water in the atmosphere. Yet over 2.3 billion people struggle daily to get enough water. Our problem is getting worse and the old solutions are not working. So basically, they made a dehumidifier. Yeah, that's what a dehumidifier. Johnny just said when I described it to him. That's what it is. Yeah, this is sent in by uh, Humam Schweik, I think. But, I hope I'm pronouncing your name even vaguely closer. But isn't a dehumidifier it takes that runs off of power? Well, this is uh, yeah. this actually uses. It has a, a turbine. I don't say turbine because I don't say engine. Turbine. I did say turbine, turbine on the taping of How to Build Everything. Because that's the correct turbine. way to say that word. But do you turbine? say engine? No, it's turbine. It's engine. Yeah, but there's, lot of, you, you, but there's, a, there's a million examples no, of words like that things, in the English it's language. It's like when someone says template, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. It's a template. template. It's not a template, you literal bastard. I but say it, turbine. And he was like, no, that's, I say like, that's turbine. like a thing on your head. I'm like, no, turbine. it's not. You don't say engine. It's the exact same structure. Uh, anyway, so there's a turbine on top. But... There's, 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 there's a thing. thousand there's a words turbine. in English there's that have the but same that's just, it's not letter sign. That's a British pronunciation. In America, it's turban. It's just what it is. Turban. I guess, I, you know what? What happens is in this situation, I literally do not know how I say it because I've... You think about it too much. I don't know how I say it. Now it's like when you try and remember, when you try and work out how to walk naturally and then you're like, which hand yeah. goes with it? Just, it goes wrong. Or I start... still don't know how to say route or if I say root. I really don't know. I truly I do not know. One. I don't have a preference thing. It depends on the situation and the company. In America, in Britain, it's always root. Uh, right. In America, it seems to be interchangeable. I think I would say, what route am I taking? But if I was on a road, I'd say Route 66. Yeah. You'd never say Route 66. But that's a colloquialism, though, so that's different. Which one is? Uh, route 66. What's well, the actual name of a road? Right, right? but that's like a, a thing. It's that's so like a, iconic. It's, that you, yeah, it's Route like, 66. You always go back to, now I can't remember which one it is, Pirates of the... Caribbean. But you wouldn't say I'm going to I'm going on vacation to a Caribbean island. You'd say Caribbean. Well, some people do say I'm going to Caribbean. Caribbean. We're, we're going right. down to Caribbean. I'm going to McDonald's. Say Caribbean. Caribbean. Right. Caribbean. Again, Britain. Britain's Pirates always Caribbean. Are... Britain. Caribbean Wait, is. Which one is the the ride? I feel like is that also Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean is what the ride and movie yeah. are. Pirates of the Caribbean. The Caribbean. So what's so what how. How okay, far wrong is this Indiegogo? Well, it, the idea is just that uh, a, a thing is going to spin on top that encourages more airflow. There, there's a thing that goes down. It's shaped like a mushroom with a with a, um, a vent circulating on top, and then you put it underground. Um, underground. You put you, you put the. It's like a giant golf tee, is what it's like, and the tee part goes in the ground, deep in the and ground, and that's colder. So uh, it tries to circulate air down through there, and then that air, the the water in that air Con- would, would condense. And collect it, and they were trying to get it. They thought that they could get eleven gallons a day out of these things. But what powers the turbine? It's just air. If you look turbine, at the picture, there, if, there needs to be some flow of air. It needs to be some constant oh. wind flow. So it just comes from the temperature differential between the ground and the air. Um, is what makes the movement of no. The movement is caused by this spinning turbine or whatever you'd call that. I guess like, is that what that would be called a okay. fan blade. Oh, or it I looks, could just it read looks pretty from cool the... and futuristic. Oh, yeah. I like, I like looks, the look of it. It looks great. It looks, it looks great. like something that's come out of a. That's not going to work. I can tell <laughs> right now. You know what you can <laughs> no, also no, no. do? What you can do is you can take uh, a blue plastic tarp and Make lay it, it on the fucking ground and then go to sleep and wake up early and you funnel it into a jar. <laughs> it's true. It's condensation farmer. It's an old thing. Yeah, I mean, it's been if you, for thousands of years. Yeah, if you had that, and you're the same stuck thing. in the desert. You make like a, a still, and that yeah. makes sense. But it's still going to be a tiny amount. And if you're trying to solve the world's fresh, yeah, that problems, seems like um, like I've seen that in like survival programs. Yeah. Hey, you're stuck out without any water. Here's right. how you can get just enough drinking water to keep one person from not dying. Right. But so, this is he's talking about like irrigating farms. 
Um, or at least providing drinking water for everybody. Um, there are some good videos debunking this. We can link to some. So how much water do, do more accurate estimates think That's, it'll produce rather to, than the 11 gallons? Well, I don't know what the best debunker is. Do I go with Reddit? or? Um, I'll tell you what that thing needs is a picture of a guerrilla soldier standing next to it denying the people who live there the water that it's creating. <laughs> That's what happens. All this shit, like water shortage, is not a poli- it's not a technical problem. It's a political problem. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of both. Yeah, it's a logistical. But it's a, it's, it's an energy problem, a political problem, and a technical problem. There's yeah. tons of water. Right, but I mean, water is harder to ship than water is. Yeah. The density is such that, and the use. Not, I would say that I, you could I'm, argue a, big, a better case that food shortages are more political, but water more is political. also the, the only reason I'm I'm so confidently refuting that is we had uh, Jay Famlietti about a couple of years ago. He's a NASA yeah, water yeah. guy on the show, and I made a point pretty similar to that, okay. very confidently at him, and then he slapped me down. So well, I was like, you, what if he's in some sort of a, a technological bubble, of, so to speak, oh, okay. in terms of yeah? Because a lot of those guys are. I don't he's in the pocket of Big Pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in, but he's super smart, right? But if you're always thinking about how to solve a problem one way, it's hard to look at it the other way, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm That's just true. being uh, being an asshole. No, no. <laughs> okay, so this one Reddit person who wrote an extensive uh, breakdown of like how the numbers would actually break down. I'm not sure if this is exactly right, but he said he, there's no doubt the basic principles are valid. But in most conditions, this machine would be lucky to collect a liter of water a day, let alone their ridiculous claim of 37 liters a day. So, yeah, someone involved in the project is not being entirely honest about their experimental results. And it raised a bunch on Indiegogo, and I'm trying to see if that Indiegogo is still live. And obviously, you know, if you believed it, it would be a thing that you would want to uh, back. And it's sort of like the Tom's Shoes thing. I think the model was if you bought one for your own, yourself, yeah. they would then also deliver one. Which they yourself. sort of do. Uh, Tom's doesn't do that either. They give you. They give the kids like a picture of a shoe. Okay, that's good. No, they, yeah, g- they give them. They give them shoes, but they're substantially different than the shoes that you're buying. Okay, they really are. They're that's, are they worse shoes. They're like uh, I don't know how. That clogs. Yeah, they're well, they're not even. I think clogs would be good. Because <laughs> clogs are at least are dense, right? And they have some sort of substance to them. Yeah. Oh, what does he raise? Three hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. They're uh, imagine if it just uh, just because you're into dance, like it just sends tap shoes to Africa. <laughs> It's just, for every pair you buy, we're going to send a pair of tap shoes to... Or ballet, <laughs> or jazz. Your choice of dance shoe. Um, Anyhow. Uh, hey, well, while Andy's looking that up, that's, Johnny, we'd like to ask our guests this before we get into the, okay. the bulk of the stories. Um, what, if anything, is your background in science? Um, and it doesn't have to be anything. So it could be a class that you liked or hated at school, or it could be something you blew up in the woods as a kid. I guess I've always liked it. Yeah, I've definitely blown up a lot of stuff in the woods as a kid using gunpowder and smokeless powder. I used to make little pipe bombs and blow like stumps up and shit. Oh, that's a to pretty do that. Big... Yeah. Um, Where did you source your powder? I had a friend who was uh, old enough to buy it from the sporting goods sporting goods store because oh, you could buy it. Cause just you, raw pe- powder. People use it. It's uh, smokeless powder. They use it for um, what do they call them? match uh, muzzle loading guns, like old style guns. They're like nerdy people who are into oh, guns use. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, I, of course, yeah, of course, if you're in a country where guns are legal, then so are the nerdy, 1700 guns. Yeah. So, like, full bull musket Yeah, gun. people get into that shit. And so they, he uh, bought some of that, and we'd make these little pipe bombs and blow up. Like, we probably only did it, like, maybe two or three times. Uh, That's enough. It was enough. It was fun. I used to get really into fireworks and stuff. Otherwise, I guess uh, I was really sick growing up. I had ulcerative colitis for a long time. So if you're not out of the hospital a lot, you learn a lot of science stuff. 
Plus, yeah. Also, my dad is a doctor. Like a medical doctor? Yeah, he's a colorectal surgeon. And his dad was a doctor, and so was his dad. Wow. So what are the, the chances that you ended up having something that's right? It is. It's it's it pretty uh, It's pretty strange. It did is he like diagnose a, you himself? Like, did he pretty much? No, he didn't. No. But uh, he go, I guess he could have. I was pretty young, so I don't even know. It's hard to even say what was going on. Like, I was like 10 years old. I don't have, I don't have a very strong memory of that time, but I definitely... He was not the person who was like, oh, well, something's going on here. Right. Yeah. Maybe he was. I don't know. I've never really asked him about that. What are the but. usual causes of that? Causes? It's like uh, some people think it's an autoimmune thing. Mm-hmm. has to do with like the same reason people get asthma or some people have allergies is because of uh, your body's attacking itself because mm-hmm. of a lack of, uh, of, what do you call it, like a thing where you don't get enough uh, natural maybe bugs or things so your 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 immune system starts attacking itself okay that's some of it it's also genetic yeah. uh, as far as environmental they don't really have a lot of ideas of how it's caused so it's like a it's just a weird thing that happens this happens to a lot more people now too you know what it is a lot of times in my case it wasn't but a lot of people get it it's from diet from poor diet yeah. Well, I guess that's more like diverticulitis and stuff. I mean, most most colon most but almost all bowel diseases are from diet and lifestyle. Yeah. But uh, ulcerative colitis is typically not. But it can be. It's all so it gets it gets mixed because some people will have. Oh, they said I have Crohn's. So I guess I have colitis. Well, I guess I just have IBD, uh, IBS. Right, right. So well, that, IBS was the, is, that was what Jesse thought he he was going to find out when he got his colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. It was either uh, yeah, Crohn's or, or mm-hmm. colitis, I guess. Yeah, which has very... They have almost opposite treatments, I think. Like, one of them is antibiotics and one of them is steroids. And- yeah, I had... Well, I had... I take antibiotics occasionally now, but I don't have a large intestine because I had it taken out. So uh, I oh, take wow. antibiotics now... But I used to take steroids. Uh, it was like a, I took steroids for like a year and a half. There's like pictures of me in sixth grade with like this fucking chipmunk face. It's crazy. You have no large intestine at all. No, no large intestine. Do you have trouble keep getting? Do you have to eat more than you probably would otherwise? Like more calories to get? It's hard to say. I, I, it's one of those things where it's been this way for so long. I don't really even know what is which ways up in terms of that. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess I I mean I am I do eat a lot of food. I don't know if I'm eating more yeah. than other people, but I probably am, I guess. Um that's like a fun, I think I think no one's actually ever asked me that before. They always ask other stuff. They always ask what can't you eat? Yeah. Or what can you eat? What can't you eat? And but no one's ever asked me that, which is like that's interesting. Well, I think I, the less time it funny. has in your system, the less yeah. nutrients you can absorb from it. You just want you just have a uh, you'd be hungrier. Well, or, but hang yeah. on a second. It's the I, la- it's hang on. I'm always getting I'm I'm bad on this. I'm bad on biology, but hang on. The large intestine is like the last the bit. Last, it's the last yeah, stop. Yeah. And I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember which. It's like probably three or four feet or something. But like, yeah. but like, haven't I thought most of the nutrients from food are absorbed through the stomach and the small intestine? They aren't are. They? Oh, yeah. maybe. So okay. by the time it, by the time it gets to the large intestine, I could be wrong about this, but I think most of it's true. But it's it, most of like water absorption water and to, yeah. Make it yeah. But there's still stuff. There's still like some trace minerals and things you get absorbed. Yeah, in the I'm sure. I, I'm sure I'm wrong about that. I'm sure. I'm no, probably, you're right, you're right though. You are correct. But, so what can't you eat? I guess I'll ask what everyone else asks. Them. I mean, I can eat whatever I want. I just some yeah, the, the price is uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the price is different. Right. It's like I love hot wings. Right. You ever had hot wings before? <laughs> <laughs> what are these? How do you spell this? I'll write it down yeah, later. Yeah. They're so great, but sometimes it's like a thing where if I eat them, I just know that I'm enjoying this. This is a temporary pleasure. Right. <laughs> what about hot wings? <sighs> Those I'm okay with. Okay, yeah. Hot wings. Hot okay. wings. Hey, I, li- I like the fact that we, 
you sort of went to Reddit for the comment on the Indiegogo. Right. Which crowdsourced it. You sort of crowdsourced it. And Reddit does have a tendency. It, it makes some wild mistakes, mm-hmm. Reddit. It's like sometimes, for example, they'll misidentify terrorists. Is that true? Oh, that's right. They did, that. didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, Boston, the Boston Marathon. Like there's a, a thousand amateur detectives oh. who are pouring over the CCTV and then complete and identified the perpetrator completely wrongly right mm. uh, I guess that makes sense because there's so many like when Making the Murderer came out there's so many subreddits of people like trying to crack the case themselves man yeah, that so, Making the like... Murderer is so f- <laughs> that's a whole other thing man but we've talked on the show before about how crowdsourcing is often particularly more um, general crowdsourcing can actually be re- remarkably accurate right, right but it has its limitations yeah. uh and it has its errors. The wizard- all, all the eyewitness stuff, I don't believe any of it. Yeah, well, eyewitnesses eyewitness is another yeah. thing. Eyewitnesses, because uh, we talked about this on the show before, there's false memories are easily oh, yeah. propagated through crowds. I have tons of false memories. Yeah. I love them. They're uh, great. It's like I, <laughs> if you want to have a memory of something, you can invent it. You can, your memory is like the most elastic thing there is. It totally is. Well, it's... Um, Nothing exists. Nothing's real. Well, pretty much every... The first time you remember something, you're remembering that event. But then every time after that that you remember that you re-remember something, your brain is remembering the it's, memory that you have of that event. It's rewriting yeah, it's based rewriting, on that previous right, thing, right. so it can copy. be manipulated. Yeah. Um, uh, even sort of staying on that terrorist track, we talked about this a while ago. There are examples after the London bombing on seven seven about ten years ago. Um, there were eyewitnesses who test. Um, there was there was someone who got. Uh, shot an innocent person this brazilian mm-hmm. uh student and electrician uh apprentice got shot on the train by like special police mm-hmm. special forces oh shot because they were misidentified yeah they he'd been tracked and then he sort that of sucks. got onto the train and he like basically commuters just saw a guy get on the train and then saw like five police officers with like assault weapons burst onto the train to shoot him it was horrible was he, mur- was he dead oh yeah yeah um a horrible horrible story but eyewitnesses at the time testified that, uh, well, he was he was engaged in suspicious behavior. He was wearing a thick jacket on a very hot summer's day. Um, he jumped over the barrier rather than paying. He ran down the escalators. Uh, he didn't do any of this stuff, did he? No, he did. Like and like CCTV came out because it's yeah, all no over the shirt station. At all. He yeah. was in hot pants. And- he was he was wearing like a thin light summer jacket, perfectly normal wear. Yeah. He paid for his. Uh, ticket. He went through the barrier the normal way. He did sort of. He did go down the stairs quickly, but no quicker than Anybody the else? average commuter on a like on a rush hour train or whatever. Yeah. Like so, it was just these are all false memories from people who were just trying to yeah. trying to rationalize what they saw, and, and they none of them were doing. Yeah, they definitely think they saw that. They're not lying. No, even. none none they of them passed a lie detector test. Exactly. Not not one of them was doing it out of malice or out of uh, sneakiness or anything like that. They, they, you know, your brain sees a really stressful, horrible situation. It starts to rationalize things. And the more times you tell yourself um, the story, that's why, again, there's been like the way police officers interrogate witnesses yeah. is incredibly damaging in some cases because they don't yeah. do it in open ways. They lead them in directions and you, they can f- basically plant memories. But this hey, isn't that. Hey, so why did you do that? Look, we know uh, you weren't there, but why were you there? Yeah, <laughs> or like if if someone is the victim when of a did, crime, when did you they stop could, beating your wife. Right? Yeah, <laughs> particularly when it's children. But in general, if someone's the victim of a, a crime, they can really start to like um. So yeah, they could start to ask questions that already semi-describe yeah, yeah. who they believe the perpetrator is, and it just starts to seep into their memory. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but this isn't that this is like this is more like asking in crowds sort of general knowledge questions and things like that the uh, crowdsourcing is often accurate but it has problems uh but this group of people at mit's uh slow neuron economics lab along with a colleague slow at princeton neuron yeah uh slow neuron economics lab great or, name uh on neuro economics it's called either depending on what it is they're studying that day piss uh <laughs> we're studying how fast this piss flows down a dollar bill uh <laughs> The Slow Urine Economics Lab. <laughs> we found we're trying to make money that you can piss on and still use it without it smelling <laughs> like or yellowing. The whole school was dedicated to a thing. It's just lamination is what they want. Like, yeah, why wasn't there? We refuse to use that. We want to use okay. old world technology. This is slow, very this, slow urine. This seems like a very specific problem. I'm not sure it's worth us dedicating all of our funds to this. But we must. <laughs> now I'm picturing what a wallet looks like when it's when when we start laminating bills. Just like the thickest. Um, Australia money is plastic. It is. Oh, okay. If you want to piss on money, just move to Australia. Australia so, money guys, is. Uh, I, I'm going to say, uh, and I think euros have a sort of plastic coat, but Australian money is like full on. It's full on plastic. You right? could. You could. Absolutely plastic. <laughs> yeah. I love Australian money. It's great money. <laughs> Wonderful to go down there and spin it. In New South Wales. I'd say. I'd say you could piss pretty heavily on some Australian money yeah, and have yeah. it come out. Piss quite a bit on New South Wales money. Oh, we're just joined right now by uh, a guest from uh, from outside of... Mel- Where are you from again? I'm from Buxton. Buxton, okay, yeah. It's just north of uh, Sydney. Thank you for joining us. Out in the us, bush then. a bit, but still quite a nice area. Love it. What, what do you do out there? I raise dogs. I've got about 15 Asali beagles out there. A wonderful place. My wife Tina lives there with me. She raises the dogs. I pretty much stick to the kids. Taking how, many care. Ki- how many kids do you have? Well, the dogs are the kids. Okay, that's... But when I take care of them, they're the kids, and she takes care of them, they're the dogs. <laughs> I drive the RC car around there. The dogs chase the RC car. They just love it. That's that's amazing. It's so a great uh, place uh, to it's be. fifteen of these dogs, you said. Fifteen going on sixteen. Going to have seventeen by the end of next month. <laughs> got heaps of space Bre- out there. Breeding them to like sell to other people who want the dogs, or just absolutely. We've got a lot of space out there. We, <laughs> we rehabilitate convicts by giving them dogs or an RC car of their choice. Oh, what do you call this program? It's called Dogs and RC Cars for Convicts. Okay. <laughs> that's a good. And we can go to dogsandrccomvicts.org Dogs to and this. RC cars for convicts au.com <laughs> slash so I can't remember actually but it's something very close to that Well we'll be sure to put that in the show notes So Put it in the notes it's, Check it it's out It's a great cause It's a, it's a common sense great solution cause. to it's a big problem Common sense you got to get people on the right track Dogs and RC <laughs> The best way to do that is to give them something that doesn't need a track at all RC cars and a dog. Dogs, dogs, dog chases the car. Car chases I the dog. I just went to the website. You do have the slogan up there: "Is we don't need no tracks." We don't need no tracks. Yeah, trade sounds... a tr- trade a gun for a controller. So this method, <laughs> this new method from the MIT uh, and Princeton group, um, adds a refinement to the previous method of crowdsourcing, and it's a subtle thing. But rather than asking one question, they ask two questions. They ask what they think the correct answer is. And what they think popular opinion will be. Ooh. And the variation between the two aggregate responses indicates the correct answer. So the example they give is, um, for example, asking the question, is Philadelphia the capital of Pennsylvania? And then they were also asked to predict the prevalence of yes votes. Can, uh, I, can I back up and say, when you mentioned this story to me and you said, is Philadelphia the capital? I was like... Oh, fuck. I know based on the phrasing of this question, the it's answer not. is no, but now I have no idea what it is. It's Harrisburg. How did it you is? know that? I just know all the capitals. I, I learned them once because someone else did in school, and I was like, I want to be like you. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, 
So, uh, many people make that. The majority, if you would just do the simple crowdsourcing, you would end up with an answer of Philadelphia, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. But a... Uh, but... Um, because it's a large, significant, uh, historically significant city. Mm-hmm. But, moreover, the people who mistakenly thought Philadelphia as the state capital largely thought other people would answer the same way. So they predicted a very high percentage of people would say yes. So most people who wrote Philadelphia also said, yep, everyone will, ge- everyone will also say that. Uh, what does that mean? But... Oh, you're about to say. <laughs> but a minority of people, but a significant minority of people, knew that Harrisburg is the correct answer. And a large proportion of those people also anticipated that many other people would get it wrong, would incorrectly think it's Philadelphia. Right. So um, so you have this result of rather than just like, say, 60% say Philly, uh, 40% say Harrisburg, um, uh, 60% say Philly, and most of them say, yeah, everyone will say it's Philly. Uh, but 40% say Harrisburg, and most of them say no it's says- Harrisburg, but most people are going to say, get it wrong. Yeah. And those two things together tell you that Harrisburg is probably going to be the correct answer. Ding, 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 ding. Interesting. So it's not that... I thought at first when you described this, you were saying that people were going to guess Philadelphia but have, a, have an inkling that it's not correct. But it's not that. It's that the ones who got the difficult thing right are also probably aware of the difficulty of it. Exactly. Exactly. I still don't get to do what to do with these data. What do we do with these data? Uh, well, basically, we're saying that there's a way you can get information even from a crowd that has, by and large, incorrect information. And that's by getting these two bits, two pieces of information. Uh, yeah, so uh, the answer to two questions, is Philadelphia the capital where other people think so, diverged. Almost everyone expected other people to answer yes, but the actual percentage of people who answered yes was significantly lower. So for this reason, the no answer was the surpri- what they call the surprisingly popular answer, hmm. since it de- deviated from expectations of what the answer would be. Uh, and since it differed in the no direction, that tells us that the correct answer, no, Philadelphia is not the capital. Um, so the same principle applies no matter which direction responses deviate from expectations. So when people ask, is Columbia the capital of South Carolina, the opposite happened. More people answered yes compared to their expectation of how people would say yes. So Wait, the, say that again. More people said yes compared... One more time. Sorry. More people answered yes compared to their expectation of how many people would say yes. Okay. So it's almost... It's the, it's the reverse of the, of the Philadelphia. Is, is Philadelphia the capital of Pennsylvania? When, so you're saying when something is correct and the, mo- the majority of people know it's correct the majority will still be inclined to think that other people might not know it? Uh, no, it's just... Uh, this is like Princess Bride territory right yeah, here. Yeah, right? So with Columbia... Which is correct, right? Yeah, so. so yeah, so they yes. were like... In Columbia, they were like, more people went, yeah, it is the capital, but also people, more people get that wrong. They thought that more people yeah. would get it wrong. Okay. So in that sense, the surprisingly popular principle is not derived just from the wisdom of crowd. Instead, it uses the knowledge of a well-informed subgroup of people within the larger crowd crowd, as a diagnostically powerful tool that points to the right answer. Statistics is by far the most boring of sciences. (laughs) It is. They call it the February of sciences. (laughs) I mean, I would say this, that statistics show that statistics is the most boring of the sciences. I'm but, sure a statistician would proudly be proud to announce that. 
to to show that pie chart. Yeah, showing how boring statistics, statistics statistically is. shows yeah. that statisticians are the most boring of all. <laughs> well, science. but also the most important. All are of they? science. Well, yeah, all of science is grounded on statistics. If you don't have good statistics, you have no way to tell if your experiments in any science are, is have worked. I mean, but then again, you can you can make up a statistic to show anything. Like seventy nine percent of studies have shown that. Well, look at like Nate well, that Silver, that is true man. though. That That's is actually true. I know you did that as a joke, but that is actually true. That <laughs> that is the number of. Okay, let me explain. So <laughs> I get what you're saying, but is, isn't that well, inherent in all science, though? Right. The, the, what what the, what this whole thing is is just to sort of narrow down this whole crowdsourcing thing. Is it's a more specific way of crowdsourcing. Old crowdsourcing weights everyone's answer equally, but this is a way of weighting some people as having more specialized information, more accurate information. Right. If this if this minority of the the group that answered uh, differently also ha- strongly thinks that that most people will not do what they did, yeah, that's worth noting. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, uh, tell you what's more fun than stats. What's that? Uh, although I happen to like stats, but it's fine. You just suit yourself. Uh, do you want to do bees? Bees! I, I think we bees. have to do bees. A couple of people sent in. Three different listeners, and also I saw it posted by uh, former guest Kara Santa Maria. Uh, Will are... Davis, Kristen Lewis. I think we might be missing someone else who sent in bees. Just bees? They sent him like, like a ma- they they mailed you some bees? Oh, bees. Uh, Deacon Jones. There we go. That's well, a he cool said name. they call him that, but Deacon then his Jones. Address wasn't that. His name, yeah, Deacon Jones. Seems I like think I think we're, we're fair to call someone by the name they choose as long as it's they call Alabama the Crimson Tide. Call me Deacon Jones. Oh, that's Steely right. Dan taught us, right? Is that um, what they say? Deacon, Deacon Jones. Blues. Deacon, Deacon Blues. Blues. Okay, it's the worst yeah, Steely Dan song, and I'm a fan of the band. But that one is their like, why is it popular? It's the worst song. Um, so this uh, article's title is "Goal: Beasts Can Learn Ball Skills from Watching Each Other." What skills? B- uh, ball skills. Ball. Bumblebees can learn to maneuver a ball just by watching others carry out the task. Reachers have discovered in the latest study to shed light on the insect's surprising talents. Hmm. While bees have already been shown to be able to learn how to pull on strings, push caps, and even rotate a lever to access food. What? Researchers say the new study shows that bees are better at problem solving than we thought. Previous research found that uh, bumblebees can do complex tasks, but those tasks have always been... Really close to natural behavior, said Oli Lucola, first author of the research from Queen Mary University in London, pointing out that bees often have to manipulate different parts of a flower to access nectar. Hmm. But now we've shown they can learn something that is totally unnatural, like moving balls. In the first part of the study, published in the journal Nature, bees were presented with a platform, a yellow ball, and a target area containing a concealed reservoir of sucrose. The bees were repeatedly shown how to maneuver the ball over the target area. Oh, I'll show you the video in a second. I was, I was, looking at that. <laughs> I was just looking at um, the words. Over the target area to gain access to the sweet treat by, by means of a fake bee on a stick. So some, they'd had this fake bee on a stick that mm. was maneuvering the ball. See, if they put this fake bee on a stick, that, I think this tells us two things. Bees are both intelligent and stupid. But I don't know. If somebody like put a human dummy through some task and then that, I saw that dummy get rewarded, but like, okay, I get it. I get what you want me to do. I don't yeah. think it's yeah. a person, but I get what you want me to do. You know what? I retract my statement and oh, yeah. I apologize to the bee community the for bee my community previous maligning. How, how many years away are we from uh, someone making bees commit murder? Oh. oh. <laughs> like teaching them to like uh, fly in and sting someone's face to death? Black Mirror, oh. spoiler alert, right? Why is that happen? I haven't watched the new season oh, all the way through. I just wrote an episode of Black Mirror okay. for you. Are you serious? I, I is know. there actually a bee-based Black Mirror episode? I don't know. But is there? But I don't know. But I mean, well, I think <laughs> that that's yeah. inevitable, right? Because drone technology, in my in my opinion, I feel like we are, I already have a. Th- I always say I already have a three D printer. It's called the garden. Oh, but it's true. It's it really is a three D printer. printer. And 
bees are this bees are basically like if you could find a way to control its neural network you'd have a drone you don't have to build it it's already there you just have to control it if you could control a swarm of bees you'd have a fucking attack swarm that you could you literally could write an episode of black mirror about well, this well bees sort of are, bees yeah. are very trainable bees are used um we again we, we, we've talked before on the show about how people have tried to train bees to be sniffer dogs oh, like sniffer bees that's cool because mm-hmm. they um unlike they a, everything yeah and un, unlike a sniffer dog which takes weeks Years. or months to, months to train bees take like days it's and they, they have like oh my god it's so and they cool can just, they can sniff for explosives or drugs or whatever but they um they they it's sort just, of have they have a tube. hard to get the vests on them yeah but it's worth it a vest yeah. and also it does terrify people when you know you're you're trying to board a plane and there's a swarm of bees just hovering and with you a, keep yeah. telling them we're just training them we're yeah just with a beekeeper just don't pet them and don't yeah. go near the bees uh they have them in a tube and and they train them uh again it's purely pavlovian like when you're exposed to this specific scent right uh you get sucrose um, that's crazy i didn't know that shit yeah that's great and after a couple of days they're trained so that when the when that chemical when that scent is near them they start to they get more excited yeah and they have just a little detectors in the tube that detect the level of excitement of the bees and then just gives you like a green or a red light or whatever wow. and the great thing is after a couple of years of service they'll they'll give these highly trained bees to, there's a charity in australia that actually matches them up with with, with families who, yeah, yeah. And, people who want to be stung yeah, yeah. no it's, it's convicts it helps oh, it's con- with, yeah it's yeah. convicts I've, I've heard about this actually yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard about this on an earlier podcast. Yeah, so uh, there's a fake bee on a stick. They show how to maneuver this ball over the target area to get that sweet treat. Then they test the actual bees on their abilities. While ten bees who were not shown a demonstration almost never managed to succeed in the task, the nine that were all succeeded. What's more, they improved over test trials, taking less time and shorter paths. And this one is totally worth clicking on the video which we'll post in the show notes over at the Squarespace powered probablyscience.com. It's a pretty pretty cute video especially when you see what passes for a bee on the end of a stick yeah let's turn it turn it around up. hang on i'm oh, gonna show I johnny this so this is like a wow i just saw so this the other day but i didn't i didn't know what i was watching it looks like with the sound off it looks like a drinking straw with a little sort of match head on the end that's painted like the john belushi bee like it's painted black it's uh, and yellow and it's pushing a tiny football into a set into the center of a thing like a like a sumo wrestler. And then those bees that had seen it. Oh, it's so cute. Look at it bringing the ball over to the target. Something about that kind of makes me sad in a way. Oh, when why? you learn that something that's so small and insignificant is has that type of intelligence, it's kind of like, there's just something about it. You're like, wow, everything is, everything We're is. We're not as special as we think? Well, yeah, everything is. Is what? Life, in a way, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I don't think I can watch this and then eat bees. Yeah. Right. I, I got to rethink my diet. Oh, what's this next test here? Uh, they've also been shown how to be able to pull on, um, pull strings with push caps and God. even rotate a lever to access food. This fucking. Bees. Do you think a spider would be better at this, or do you think there's something? I think there's something special about bees. Then, is it because they have like a social construct that they're able to like learn these things, or uh, what? For some, sure. I always wonder about that. If it's like because they're just insects, right? They're insects. They're social insects. Yeah. They're basically ants, right? They're not that different than ants, right? I I wish I could. If we had Ellie Ward here, I'm sure she yeah. could tell us more. She's a. Big I should talk insect. to a. Is she we, a? We need to. Uh, my entomologist. Friend, my friend James Gilbert, who is a prop, he's an entomologist. Oh yeah. Who I was at university with, but he's based in the Britain. But I wonder if. Hey James, I know you sometimes listen to this show. Uh, do you want to Skype in at some point? How much do you know about bees and ants? I know I know that's not your exact field. 
That's he was the one who discovered the insect with the largest testicle to body ratio. Oh, Are you serious? Oh, yeah. He got Why, a shout out on a show about three years ago. Why do insects have insects don't have testicles? Was it? They, was it testicles? testicles? I think it was. I can't remember. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google it. Isn't a mammal it. thing? They actually. Well, they probably call them testicles, but they're not really testicles. Right? They're not like pend, pendacular. I mean, they're not. <laughs> they're not balls hanging off the bottom of their abdomen, right? I don't. I think testicles pretty like uh, species agnostic is a term, isn't it? I don't know. Testes. I just in my Matt's, mind, I think it's. Matt, I'm glad Matt just oh, here we go. incognito mode to search for insect <laughs> testicles. Yeah, <laughs> I did it for you. Oh, here we go. It was 2010. Cricket sends testicle size rec- record. Boom. It was a cricket. Cricket. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that was J- James's. Whoa, that can't be how big they. They're okay. They're internal. Okay, right there you go. That's not there you go, baby. Yeah, I don't think you could get kicked in them. <laughs> get cricked in them. Those are big, though. It seems like it's t- it would take up most of his abdomen there. So a cricket isn't an insect, is it? Or is it? Yeah, it's an insect. It? I think so. We are well, out of it's, our... It's not we an arachnid. We are so out of our league, out of our depth. Uh, I think one of the things is six legs, right? Six legs, it, it's yeah. It's not insects. Um, like a spider's... Well, a sp- isn't a spider arachnid? in... It's it's in the insecta class. I, I don't... Oh. Ugh, crickets I, crickets I don't are so. insects. There we go. There we go. There. Uh, King, what's the kingdom? Uh, kingdom is still animal, I think, right? Animalia. Animal is that, and that, let's see. Order is ortho, Orthoptera. Phylum is Arthropoda. Arthropoda. Yeah. Did you know field crickets have a one half to three quarter inch long body and are dark brown to black? Hmm. I heard that. Thank you. Thank you, I heard Google. that once. You, yeah. There we go. Kingdom Animalia. It's an and it's an arthropod. Kingdom Animalia is a great T-shirt. <laughs> I would be cool to go back to school for, uh, what do you call it, uh, taxonomy. I think that stuff's interesting. Right? Just the names. Not even just of animals, but of anything in general? Just, yeah, all that stuff. I think that stuff's cool. Who do you think gave the concept of taxonomy the name taxonomy? Oh, I don't know. I know it's what... And what subject is that? I know it's Carl Linnaeus is the, the sort of the granddad of it. They call it like Linnaevian or something. Of, of classifying living things? Yeah. I don't know what the word... That's probably some Greek shit. Like, it probably has nothing to do with the name. Probably, I bet it has nothing to do with... Um, no, it does. I was just guys. trying to think of like a meta... Idea. Yeah. Well, I we don't have know. gotten off base. Anyway, bees are super smart and you can train them to do cool things by showing them... Showing other bees doing the things... They'll watch those fake bees and do the same thing. That's crazy. It's just crazy. What a crazy town we live in. We live in the craziest town. What a crazy town we live in. We haven't even gotten outraged in like four or five episodes, I think, about about the various things that are going crazy in our world right now. Oh, really? You guys haven't, you get outraged sometimes? I mean, I guess it was more surprise. It was uh, was just bewilderment, befuddlement. We live in post surprise. Yeah, we kind (laughs) of have gotten immune to, I mean, you think about how like, how like low stakes past controversies have been yeah in comparison to what happens every day now right but also we know so much now it's kind of unfair we just know you can know to more than you never could need to know or but you also have don't have an obligation like you offload so much that you used to know like well, how many phone numbers do you have memorized anymore uh a, a couple but not yeah you're right i, I, know, hey, I know three phone numbers hey yeah. while we're talking about outrage should we talk about corrections Oh yeah. Okay, this is interesting. We so, there, this there, is there, cool. I think I like you guys do. Yeah, this. there are a couple of things from the last episode with Kate uh, Willett that uh, we got lots of letters about. Uh, letters, emails. angry uh, electronic letters full of electronic bees. Um, one of them was yes. chiropractic because we uh, and I, I will say you the people who wrote chiropractors. It, well, we didn't didn't sufficiently, and I will say we were running out of time on the last episode, so we 
didn't go deep into the whole chiropractic's bullshit. That may happen in a future episode. Keep I yourself think it posted. might be interesting to pursue. Have, but, you, have you ever gone to one, Johnny? I haven't, no. Do you um, have friends that swear by it? Yeah, but, you know, because I grew up with a doctor, so I was told never to go to a chiropractor. I was also told, I was also, the idea of getting a colonic is laughable. Oh. It's uh, like witchcraft. So yeah. colonic, yeah. uh, have we talked about this on the show before How, the time I once got a colonic? Uh, and I did it yeah. exclusively because I was bored in Newcastle and there was a colonic place that was halfway between the place we stayed in the comedy club. I th- and I was like... a little familiar, but... If- so I walked past it like twice and I was like, I'm doing nothing else. I've heard about these things. Oh my God, I man. bet I'll get like five minutes of material if I, if I have one. And... All that happened was the most uncomfortable, unpleasant hour of my life Ugh. and no material. Not a single right. joke. Yeah. Like I, just got, I did something just to you get the joke. And I'm making air quotes, toxins. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, it, yeah, and colonics like, are just bad for you. They, they, wash, out all, they wash out the good bacteria. It's like they do douches. nothing. Like there's a part of your body that has a balance of things that you're interrupting. Yeah. 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 And, and like the whole concept of even detoxes and like detoxing yourself by taking stuff. Yeah, your body, unless you're ill, uh, your body constantly is detoxing. It's constantly flushing out the right. bad stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, and colonics are bullshit. They can also, but also perforate your bowel and kill you <laughs> because oh, they're Jesus. not doctors. So they could like they're fucking around with a very sensitive right. organ that ha- is not uh, the walls of your colon are not very strong. They're right. strong, but they're not like you know you, you could push something through there. And, yeah, and chiropractic. Like, while we're on the same subject yeah. as well, chiropractic, uh, particularly when people have done it on babies, which is a thing. Oh, I want to hear that. It makes me like makes me. It's anger. It's anger inducing. It makes me just feel scared. It's like, do I have a kid in the car right now? Is it hot outside? Yeah. It just makes me think that I've done something wrong. Just uh, even hearing it. Yeah. The take takeaway is chiropractors. Hey. If they ever do good, it's because they're sort of mimicking what physiotherapists do, but without the training. Right, and, so if you want to go to a physiotherapist, just go to a and physiotherapist. And everything else they do and everything else they claim is real bullshit. It's like, it's like what do you call it, incidental? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's for a future. But that's or... for a future episode. We can get more into that. Uh, cats and toxoplasma. So we talked about... Uh, oh. a, this might be a debunking of a debunking. So we've talked about on the show how crazy cat lady syndrome or whatever might be a response to this bacteria. Um, or is it bacteria? What is toxoplasma? Um, but this, anyway, this parasite that is found in cat feces that is uh, thought to infect the brains of things like uh, rodents that cats would like to eat, and it makes them more fearless and therefore more likely to be eaten by the cat, and then this mm-hmm. uh, parasite is propagated, and it can also infect human brains. And uh, we talked about how a study shows that it might not affect uh, childhood behavior. We oh, have this- the last article we talked about said, yeah. don't worry, you're probably not going crazy from having cats. So this comment, and who's it from? Uh, from Norman. Someone just identified as Norman. And I'm going to be honest, we haven't, uh, we haven't researched this debunking sufficiently either. I'm just going to read this story out. This, this is one on- speaks to my bias, so I like it. I'll yeah, be, you I'll like be, it I'll because be upfront it's like- about that. Listen, I'm not the biggest cat fan. <laughs> Back up. Me too. Not a fan. So this comment says, Duped by PetSmart. Uh, the issue is not childhood, but the long-term impact of toxo on the human brain as the long-term impact. Hmm. Exposure to cats increases the likelihood of toxo infections. People with toxo are more likely to suffer from schizophrenia and other brain issues as adults. Uh, He put that in caps and then says, sorry for yelling. Uh, But I I toned it down when I was reading it out, so there's no need to apologize there, Norman. 
Uh, but the study you cited is missing the forest for the trees and sounds like it might have been funded to create a red herring. Sounds like a causal correlation. Mm-hmm. There is a mount, or at least cherry picking of data. There is a mountain of research linking mental illness and cognition problems to Toxo. Some of the data shows a direct correlation between the very medical awareness of schizophrenia and prevalence of cats in homes. One scientist to watch or read on this topic is Yaroslav Fleger, and he, uh, then there's a link to a couple of his papers. Uh, one little item of many uh, Fleger uncovered. Women who tested positive for toxo antibodies and attempted suicide were 50% more likely to succeed. Jeez. Succeed and suicide. Yeah. I think you're not meant to use the word succeed now in the context of suicide, but... Uh, Complete? Yeah, but... Um, uh, is, that a, is that a real thing you've heard? That, that is a real... It's kind of different in this context, but there are... I get, I get that. Yeah. There are good guidelines from things like the Samaritans and various other charities that deal with people who are suffering from depression yeah. about how to report and not report uh, suicide. Right, right. And one of them is like, don't describe it in the press as a successful suicide attempt. Yeah. Because it's the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, uh, and also don't accurately describe the method and all sorts of other good right. things like Where that. Where you can buy things. Yeah, uh, there's like, there's, um, yeah, because uh, it, it can really increase, co- particularly with a well-publicized one, it can increase things like copycats. Right, and, that was in that uh, hmm. Outliers. One of the Malcolm Gladwell books talked about how suicide became a fad on some island nation. Yeah, and it yeah. happens, that, you know, occasionally like school communities, there'll be like a kind of a wave of suicides yeah. and, it's, and it's partly because of this sort of reporting and repeating effect yeah, Weird. where it, it shouldn't be described as like a successful suicide it should be called like someone died from suicide someone died from depression yeah yeah um but uh toxo is not a joke uh toxo is not a joke some believe it to be a primary <laughs> driver of mental toxo, illness no joke <laughs> primary driver of mental illness <laughs> that seems like an overstatement there though primary driver of mental illness um that i mean so how good. do we know okay it's probably, uh, it's probably not true and then also he says uh you keep talking about mice. Rats are a primary car- carrier of the parasite and also lose fear of cats due to the infection. There are an estimated 7 billion rats and as many mice across the planet. Rats. You see that documentary on rats on Netflix? No. It's scary and sad and gross. Is it really a doc- is It's it really just a called rat? rats. With an exclamation point? It's just, yeah, not even an exclamation point. Not, there's no exclamation point. Just rats. Um, that was a comment that Norman left on the Probably Science uh, Squarespace-powered website underneath the previous episode. Uh, if you were to visit that website, you could also find the donation button, mm-hmm. a donation button which has been used for monthly uh, recurring donations uh, for uh, by um, Pandora Young, Callum Gleason, uh, Drew Chapman, Matthew Arnold, Stephen Edmonds, Rosalie Simonich. Thank you very much, Rosalie, and Trevor Hubbard. Thank you very much, all of you. Thank you, but those are particularly generous monthly donations. Also, thank you, Emma Wilton, Murphy Shane, Peter Lipsy, and Keith Staddenfield. And then... Uh, Oh, Some of those names sound really English. That's uh, um, uh, Benjamin uh, Chismedia has done a one-off donation that is a scientific constant. I would just say that, sure, although yeah. many degrees, uh, it's, uh, if it, orders it, of magnitude it, it smaller. Sounds almost like an ingredient in guacamole. Yeah. Um, is that fair? And it said someday maybe I can add. I won't even specify the exact power, but uh, you can say he wants to add uh, ten to the twenty-third. Yeah, next to it. So thank you, Benjamin, for that. I think people can work out exactly how much you donated now. What? Uh, but yeah, maybe one that you can add. Or not that cryptic. Substantially more money than has ever existed or in the universe. Oh, yeah, that would be a lot more, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or money. Maybe not existed in the universe. It's like when you do those thoughts. We don't know, we don't know what currencies they have in other well, like, galaxies. Have you read articles about how much they think the Death Star would have actually cost? 
Oh, right. Oh, it's no. It's like a quadrillion dollars. It's like more than the, the Death Star. Earth has ever created as wealth, basically. That's interesting. Hey, what? Uh, should we cover another story? Sure. How much do those condensers cost? I'm just talking about... Oh, by the way, all the donations this week, of course, will be donated directly to um, dogs and RC cars for convicts dot co dot that that co not, dot not, EU. not exactly sure the website because I'm not good with that. <laughs> Tina takes care of all that at home. She's good with computers, so I'm good with the cars and the dogs. She's also good with the dogs too, but not good with computers. I she, love the way they look. The web admin, you're the dog guy. Well, I'm the dog guy, the RC car guy. Take them down to the beach. They just run around. They can't get enough of it. Oh, they got those beach wheels in the RC cars. They can oh, you go got the it. Sand. Got a sand guard in the bottom there. Keeps it. Keeps the sand out of the the gears. Well, let's really let's stick it in Antipodea while we're while, while we've got our Australian, definitely from Australia, friend with us. Absolutely. Uh, from Australia. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, We're gonna get, I, I, I want to keep this going because I want to see. I want to get emails from our Australian listeners. We, had, we did Go until ahead. very recently have a large number of Australian yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. They may be rapidly dropping off over the course oh, of this. I don't know why they wouldn't be glad we booked a guest from their country today. That's people, in addition to Johnny. I, I live in New South Wales and people there love me. <laughs> it's a great place to be. Beautiful well, place. If you Wonderful. Would, uh, according to this article that Sean Robertson and a couple of others I think left this, sent to this in as well, if you were just a little bit across the water in New Zealand... You may be sitting atop a previously unknown continent, mostly submerged beneath the South Pacific, which should be recognized with the name Zealandia, scientists have claimed. What? Mm. No uh, way. How is this? This is not... How can... No, this can't be new. Oh, yeah. Researchers said Zealandia was a distinct geological entity and met all the criteria applied to Earth's seven continents. Uh, elevation above the surrounding area, distinctive geology, a well-defined area, and a crust much thicker than that found on the ocean floor. But, uh, how is this new? Because it was underwater. But uh, I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm sorry, guys. This is how how are they just to figure this out? Uh, let's see. So the scientists, mostly from the new from the official New Zealand research body GNS Science, said Zealandia was once part of the Gondwana supercontinent, but broke away about a hundred million years ago. And uh, the scientific value of classifying Zealandia as a continent is much more than just an extra name on a list that a continent can be so submerged yet unfragmented makes it useful in exploring mm. the cohesion and breakup of continental crust. So what's going to happen to California, right? Right. I'm trying to see how, so how cool. it's a recent finding though. Do they describe the actual way that it wasn't known until recently? I think or? we need to find a, That's a really cool. slightly more detailed article. Yeah. Though. Yeah. But uh, if we could pull the plug on the oceans, it would be clear. So it's like a plateau. Um, sort of, but also the thickness. It's not uh, one second. If we could pull up in the oceans, it would be clear to everybody that we have uh, mountain chains and a big, high-standing continent. Hmm. And while there's no scientific body that formally recognizes continents, guys, get on this. Let's do this. Uh, Doctor Mortimer said he wanted Zealandia to become an accepted part of how the Earth is viewed. I like it. I'm in. Yeah, love it. Have you, have you brought the dogs over to New Zealand before? They, they've been in New Zealand a couple of times. They have a great time there. Is there a little culture shock for them or for you? They dogs don't know. Dogs the car doesn't know either, but I do. But the, I don't tell them. The charging plugs, it all works the same? All works People, the same. Oh, okay, that's good. I'll pray to the same queen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We pray to the queen every morning for breakfast. pray to the queen. We do. We pray that's to the queen. She's the, the god in our life. She's the star in our sky. What, what's the usual like prayer you do in the morning for the queen? Queen, queen. Love you, queen. Can't get enough of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> the side of a good prayer. That's the shortest version of it, but there's longer, much longer ones. We do outside. Queen, queen, we love you, queen. Queen, queen, we love you, queen. 
Can't get enough of you. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the... Sweet lady. She's never going to die. I tell you right now, she never, queens never die. They just become dust that moves around the air and infects you and <laughs> finds a way. Toxoplasmosis has actually been linked to the death of queen dust. <laughs> the dust of uh, Queen Elizabeth will be breathing in at some point in time. It's going to be great. Queen, Can't queen. Wait. We love the queen. queen. Can't get enough. Can't you get know enough. what I mean. You know what I mean? That's right. Excellent. Uh, hey, um... Uh, there's a story that uh, Donald Glazer sent in, who's a grad student at the School of Molecular Scientists, and he says, uh, my advisor co-authored a paper about geo- geoengineering the Arctic with windmill-powered pumps to promote ice production during the winter. This could do something to mitigate climate change by increasing the albedo of Earth? That's not a word I've heard before. No, I, I had to Google that also. Albedo. That means the like amount libido. of... Um, <laughs> Now I already forgot it. It's the proportion of the incident light or radiation that is reflected by a surface, typically uh, that of a planet or a moon. Yeah, that's what I said, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, additionally, we need to maintain sea ice because once it melts, it's difficult to reestablish due to the high energy of nucleation. Good news, it'll only cost $500 billion. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's already done. Yeah. It, the things that are happening, they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it says... Uh, we're done. It's a plan to refreeze the Arctic before the ice melts. It costs half a trillion. Uh, physicist Stephen Dench has come up with a novel solution to the problems that now beset the Arctic. He and a team of colleagues from Arizona State want to p- replenish the region's shrinking sea ice by building 10 million wind-powered pumps over the Arctic ice cap. 10 million? Uh, yep. In winter, these would be used to pump water to the surface of the ice where it would freeze, thickening the cap. So I guess sort of like the way an ice rink works. Uh, sort of... Uh, that, wait, that, that's how an ice rink works? Well, sort of. Like, you know, when the Zamboni goes over it, it just sort of sprays water on the surface to kind of keep it frozen. Okay. Uh, the Zamboni is not for that. Zamboni is to clean the ice. It's sort of both. Just it sort of cleans and yeah, smooths it. Water to, uh, um, oh, it adds water, Zamboni does? I think there's like a little yeah. water. Yeah, a little oh. wet sort of... Sprays it and smooths it out. Uh, the pumps could add an extra extra meter of sea ice to the Arctic's current layer. Significant. Uh the current cap rarely exceeds two to three meters in thickness and is being eroded constantly as the planet succumbs to a climate change. Thicker ice would mean longer-lasting ice. In turn, this would mean the danger of all sea ice disappearing from the Arctic in summer would be reduced significantly, uh, says Desh. He and his team have put forward the scheme in a paper that has been published in Earth's Future, the journal of the American Geophysical Union, and have worked out a price tag for the project, $500 billion. That's actually not that expensive. It's, it's like one really of the cost of a Death Star. Yeah. yeah. It is an astonishing sum, says The Guardian. Uh, however, it's the kind of outlay that may become necessary if we want to halt the calamity that faces the Arctic, says Daesh. That's a cool thing. That would be a cool movie. Uh, yeah. yo, I, yo, I want that movie. You watch it? I watch that movie. You're a movie guy now. You're getting like, cast like in movies. films. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll, I'll act in that movie. You're, you're a... Oh, yeah, you were hilarious in uh, 21 Jump Street, by the way. That was... Yeah, I did that. That was a fun one. It's a really funny movie. It's a fun movie. They say now it's warming twice as fast as their climate models predicted only a few years ago and argue that the 2015 Paris Agreement to limit global warming will be insufficient to prevent the region's sea ice disappearing completely in summer, possibly by 2030. That's only like a decade and a half away, not even. Because doesn't that stuff speed up, right? When it, when it gets water on top, it magnifies it, so it, like... Once it starts, it goes faster. It's well, like incrementally faster. Yeah, well, there, there are there are problems with like uh, negative feedback like that. Like, um, yeah. Well, this thing, um, the albedo, which is the word I've just discovered of Earth, but um, that happens ice, with ice too. Yeah, well, that that's one of the main problems is the the less ice there is because of global warming, uh, the less 
light energy is reflected back up. So, so the more it warms, and that's a reinforcing cycle that makes exactly. It so it's a negative cycle. It's a negative feedback. The loss of the summer sea ice would disrupt life in the region, hmm. endanger many of its species from Arctic cod to polar bears, and destroy pristine habitat. And yeah, it'll also trigger further warming of the planet by removing ice that reflects solar radiation back into space. This warm planet's gonna be cool, though. You know what I mean? Like not cool, like it's cold. Gonna it's cool. gonna be like. It's going to be this new planet. It's going to be crazy, Listen, man. It's going to... Portland and Seattle are going to fucking blow up even they're, more than they have. Oh, why? You think so? It's, well, yeah, once that becomes less moderate and more warm, and it's too warm to live here, everyone's going to slowly start yeah. migrating north. Imagine yeah. having, like, Portland, but with a climate of, like, mid-California. Oh, my God. It would be the worst. I mean, the best, but, like, but the won't worst it for flood, people though? bringing in. Well, I mean, there's, if we get to the point that Portland's climate changes, there's probably going to be enough, enough worldwide problems that yeah. have already beset us that the... Migration north in the U.S. is the, the least of our worries. But. So, so there are some other there are some other schemes, some other plans that other scientists have proposed. Uh, one of them involves artificially whitening the Arctic by scattering oh. light-colored aerosol particles over it to reflect more solar radiation back into space. That's cool. And another plan is to spray seawater into the atmosphere above the region to create clouds that would also reflect sunlight away from the surface. Mm. Is there a silly string-based solution yeah. we could pitch? <laughs> I mean, these are all pretty expensive and pretty uh, relatively far-fetched. It's also but... one where 10,000 men piss into the wind at the same time. <laughs> um, which won't have much of an effect, but it will feel damn good. Oh, God. We're all pissing into the wind. Yeah. Just to scream at the same time. It's like primal scream therapy. Just picture like a Braveheart style a battalion of dudes right. just like pissing at the same time and it just yeah yeah uh, <laughs> all over their pants all over their pants oh my god I like, I like your pants uh, uh, Matt I like your pants Matt thank you we have um, another guest here what's your name <laughs> Sorry, hi I am the girl who's visiting London that doesn't know yet that, that pants means underwear <laughs> oh my god I, can I look at these pants oh can you see know. Can you see my pants right now? What? Yeah, I can see your pants. Of course I can see your pants. Oh my God, I got this fanny pack. You're going to love it. I got a cool new fanny pack. You want to see my fanny? Hey, you want to see my fanny? I like your pants. <laughs> so the fact that these researchers are even considering these quite far-fetched products reveals how desperately worried they are about the situation. Um, last November, when sea ice should have been gun thickening and spreading over the Arctic as winter set in, the region warmed up. Temperatures should have plummeted to minus 25 degrees Celsius. Did 20, they? But instead, they reached oh. several degrees above freezing. So that's, about, a, that's a big difference yeah, right there. Yeah, that's about 20 degrees C. What's uh, t-shirt weather? Um, it's been on average 20 degrees C, which is almost like what, 30 degrees Fahrenheit, warmer than normal over most of the Arctic Ocean. This is unprecedented, says uh, Jennifer Francis of Rutgers University. They spelled it with an S, unprecedented. I guess that's how Un- we spell yeah. it now. Unprecedented. It's not what the C? Unprecedented? It, no, Precedent. it's just Trump tweeted that one time. He, he did? Unprecedented. I have a theory, though. I have a theory that the, the right purposely misspells stuff. Interesting. So I, that we get like riled up for the wrong reasons? Or? Yeah, so the left gets pissed, and then the right doesn't care, because it's like, I don't give a fuck how you spell it. I like them. Well, there is a theory. It makes sense. I wonder if it's connected because there is um, anti intellectual. It's that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. It's well, like gendering even more every tower. There's, right. there's also good reasons why. Um, oh, again, this is sort of something we talked about years ago on the show. It, uh, the scam emails, like the Nigerian and Russian scam emails, right, which are filled with glaring typos and obvious errors, and they are 
create sympathy. Uh, not it's no? yeah, yeah. That's why it's just a few different reasons. One of them is to create sympathy. One of them is to escape sca- uh, spam filters. Okay. But the the third reason is to filter out anything but the most gullible people. Ah, because sense, right? it costs very it costs almost nothing to send out thousands of emails. Mm-hmm. But it costs a lot to do the f- in manpower to do the follow up co- conversations. Everyone thought it was real. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So what you want to do is really pare down to the rubes as quickly as possible. You want to make sure that the people who reply to the, who click on the link or reply to the email are the people who are the most likely to stay on to get on the hook and stay on the hook. So you want to make it. You almost want to make it look as unrealistic as possible because right. that's the cheap bit. Mm. Uh, I called one of those guys on my old podcast. I talked to him for like twenty minutes. And I got him like he said. I'm say all kinds of weird shit. But I, I started like telling him I was gonna use the money to buy a uh, attack helicopter to go like take over a country, <laughs> and that I was gay and I wanted to suck his dick and stuff. And he's like, "No, you're that's very bad. You must go do pastor." He's like, <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, I love it. Like you sort of made, you've made a scammer like want to take the moral high ground thanks to his own homophobia. Right? Yeah, yeah. he totally did. He was <laughs> like. like- he said, you have bad spirit. <laughs> this makes me think of that Eat the Poo Poo video. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah I think that, that, yeah. that's fake though, right? I think no, it, oh, I think that's no. legit. I, th- I, I think it's wrong. not. I'm not kidding. I'm going to search for this again in incognito mode. I yeah. want it to be real, but I think it's not because it's so... Just eat the poo poo? Eat the poo poo. Okay, they're, that's good. homosexual eat the poo poo. Uh, How are you going to find out? Are you like Snopes or something? Uh, I you think he's you got in pastor night I think he's legit. I don't. I just, Do, uh, Martin Semper is his name. Ugandan uh, American pastor and activist, um, founder of the McCary Community Church. He, uh, claims to be leading a crusade to kick sodomy out of Uganda, endorsing. Oh yeah, this horrible legislation that, by the way, backed by American evangelicals. Mm. Yeah, makes you, you got to get behind that though. You know, it just helps out. Yeah, it makes certain homosexual acts punishable by life in prison or in some cases death. Um, but no, he's a uh, he's legit. He's a uh, he's legit. But I haven't seen this. There's a video went viral of someone basically doing like a, a, a not sex ed because it's like speaking in front of a church. I think about all the things that uh, homosexuals do that are deviant. Yeah, a, at least according to Wikipedia here, there isn't a thing that says this video was shown to be a, a spoof. I it's, think that that's for real. not the guy though. I don't know why we've been told that so many times. Like is that? Why would that be the case? That told been, that it's not real. So many yeah. times. Oh, I don't know. Because I've talked about this a bunch. Because I just I find it fascinating. Because it's, it's so, it's, it's just so graphic. So, yeah. And his and his like gesticulations when he talks about like. Right. It's so comical because eating poop is just poop. the most. There's nothing Delicious. worse that you can do I mean, than eating yeah, poop. Worst. Right. Uh, it's the biggest which, mistake you can make is eating poop. Which, which makes it all the more surprising that it, all gay people do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's too, <laughs> it seems weird. It seems really weird. Mm-hmm. We've got some other things to fix first, but I think we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fill the sea ice with homosexual poop. <laughs> but yeah, I think that guy is for real and terrible. He's for real. He's for real, Williams. I don't know. I feel like I, you know what? I think I could, maybe it's people just hope so much that it's not that they, they've convinced themselves yeah. that it's not. Why? Because it'd be too fun for a thing that's funny to also be actually exposing someone who's a bad person. Or like, yeah, it, I, I get. Know. Or is it a little? Is it, are people worried about, about being racist because he's speaking with an accent? Or I think maybe just that it's so ridiculous that it can't it can't really be true. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know how we got down this road. How did this start? Uh, I think uh, ni- uh, oh, Nigerian scam emails. 
which was unprecedented, which was a part of the... Badly okay. misspelling. There we go. That's how we got there. Unprecedented. The unprecedented. Unprecedented. Uh, well, I have to president... Uh, I, have no, I have to go. Johnny, uh, yes. where can our <laughs> listeners find out more about you and your work? You can listen to my podcast live to tape on the Feral Audio Network, which is available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Otherwise... You know, I send out these little tweets sometimes. I've heard about this I method. Tw- I tweet them out. It's just my name. You know, all that stuff. All that sort of, all that sort of sure. bingo lingo. Cool. And then check out Son of Zorn. And- yeah, and I do a sh- monthly show. Uh, the f- well, there's all kinds of interruptions happening. So, but I do a monthly show in Los Angeles. If you live here, uh- you can watch Son of Zorn on Hulu. Check nice. all of that stuff yeah. out. Uh, you can find us at probablysize.com. That's also where our donation button is and our Amazon shopping link. If you're buying mm. anything on Amazon, go through that. We get a little kickback. You doesn't cost you any extra. Why not set that as your bookmark for Amazon on your webpage so you don't have to remember to type it in. Uh, also help us out by spreading the word. Email, tweet, Facebook. Uh, tell your friends. Write nice things about us on iTunes and Stitcher and your podcast listener of choice. If they have a comment section, give us nice ratings. Uh, you can tweet us at Probably Science or individually at Andy T. Wood and at Matt Kirshen. Mm-hmm. Find Johnny Pemberton on the internet as well yeah. on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Johnny. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next week. Yeah.